Welcome to the Sailing Into Oblivion podcast, where we sit down with everyday people who do extraordinary things. I'm your host, Jerome Rand. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Coming to you, oh, from a West Sail 32, but not Mighty Sparrow. Yes, indeed, I'm back on this uh, lovely, lovely vessel. But uh, today's episode, actually, was one that I recorded Quite some time ago, back when I was on the road, uh, spinning through Annapolis on my first little trip from the north to the south, back to Sparrow, and I had the pleasure of bumping into Kim. And Kim and I first met up in Rockland, Maine, where she and her husband had their boat hauled out in uh, the little boatyard I worked at. Shout out Night Marine, biggest little boatyard in Maine. And we just sort of got to know each other, helped him out a few times here and there. And um, yeah, we just became fast friends. And fast forward uh, quite some time and all of a sudden I end up helping them take their boat from Maine all the way down to uh, <clears throat> Charleston, South Carolina. Fantastic trip. Uh, obviously, if you listen to the show, you heard all about that one. Well, that same Kim is the Kim that I was able to interview and chat with up in Annapolis. Uh, this was right around the boat show time, which was absolutely chaos, uh, which I wasn't able to really dive into like I wanted to. We got kind of rained out on the one day, but yeah, who knows? Boat shows, it's uh, always pretty chaotic. So in any event, I was very fortunate to be able to sit down and we talked a lot about you know, what she's looking to get out of you know sailing and cruising. You know, her plans... Her, those two are going to go and adventure throughout the winter in the Bahamas and maybe even further and just really, you know, uh, it was kind of cool to sit down and get the take of somebody who was just about to go on the adventure and uh, hear, hear the enthusiasm and the excitement that comes with, you know, that first ocean sort of adventure coming up. And so it was really cool. I think it was a, a, a fun conversation and Kim's... Uh, amazing person and uh, I wish the two of them the best of luck uh, in this coming winter and again a big thanks that they uh, brought me aboard to help bring their beautiful Sabre 45 down from Maine on that chilly day and uh, find ourselves wing on wing ripping through the night from Beaufort down to Charleston it was really really cool so that's what tonight's episode is going to be about. But before we start the show, like I always say, and I'm going to do it really fast, if you want to help support the show, keep it ad-free, and keep the adventures alive for Mighty Sparrow and I, consider becoming part of the Patreon family. You can follow the link in the description of the episode, and it'll take you right to the page. If you do not want to sign up for a subscription, which is totally understandable, big thanks to those who do, do, but if you don't want to, I've put a couple links in there for just PayPal and Venmo, and those go directly to me for future adventures and are much appreciated. We've got the merch line out there. It is Christmas coming up pretty soon. A couple of shirts, a couple sweatshirts, all that sort of stuff. Uh, check that out. Link in the description in the episode as well. And if you just want to reach out to the show, questions, comments, all that sort of stuff, sailingintooblivion.com. And uh, that'll come right to me. I read them all the time. Podcast button. Contact the show. Okay, without further ado, here's my conversation with Kim. Thanks for listening. 
really blurry now. So, but this is just, I mean, like, are we just going to jump into this? Yeah. We're just going to talk. Yeah. <laughs> Piece of cake. Well, I, what I'm really interested in, Kim, okay. and, and welcome to the show, obviously, okay. uh, is, so you came down to Annapolis for the purpose of getting more education in sailing. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Where'd you find out about it? Like the specific, and you don't have to mention the one you're using unless you want to. Who knows? It's up to you. Um, it's not a giant podcast, so I can't believe anybody get litigious on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, just um, I'm always seeking to learn, and if there's any opportunity out there to learn, I'm 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 on it as much as I can. Um, just knowing that the boat show was going to be here, um, and just. You know, I knew, I knew they had the university here for the for years, and it was just an opportunity, timing wise, and it just worked out. So I thought, let me just go and get some more go knowledge. To university, you know, cruisers, and see what what else I can learn. Well, because I know we were gonna we were trying to figure something out with last yeah. not this past summer, but the summer before, right? Um, but they don't have a whole lot of boats that you can just rent, like small boats and stuff. Well, you know, we do. You, you know, guys, we, said, we yeah, had, you, you know, some small boats, a little Cape Dory. I think oh. we have a 17-foot, 18-foot Cape Dory that probably was what we, that, you and I yeah, would have used. Yeah, that would definitely. Yeah. Because pre, what what type of boat is Prima? She's a 45-foot Sabre. Sabre, that's yeah. right. A beautiful boat, by she the way. She is beautiful. And just a background, like you and I met in the boatyard um, yes. when you guys were having, gosh, what was that day? It was this the the marks, that the straps from shrink wrapping it. Yeah, had like scuffed the paint job, and that right. was how we met. Is we were trying to figure out what was the best compound to use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And but you helped us. You helped with, you know, the forestay getting that back up. You carried all of our batteries up the stairs. I remember the we batteries. Were like, how are we oh, going to get these batteries up the stairs? And you had one in each hand, and just do 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 up did, the stairs. Yeah, you know, know John was that. like, "Oh my god!" But no, yeah, I mean, and it was just. You were so helpful and just so kind and always had a smile on your face. And it was just really great to connect with you and work with you. Well, that's because I was wearing the uniform. You know, <laughs> when you, you put a uniform on, you represent the company. Yeah, and, no, uh, I don't think so. Because uh, I've been with you after that and it's been all, always been wonderful. So, Well, you, yeah. you guys have, you and John have definitely showed me plenty of kindness. Uh, lovely dinners, connecting me with other people. And uh, yeah. yeah, it well, was definitely a lot of fun. It's the community we live in. That's why it totally we do is. what we do. I know, I know. You Boats know? bring people together. It's the best part of it. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. it's getting to meet other people and connecting when you were how, how many people were in this course that you came down here to do mm, in my class well I came mainly for the, the women's cruising class and it was all women and mm -hmm. I would say there were maybe mm, maybe 35 oh 30, that many wow I thought you were gonna say there. like 10 no 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 there was I don't know, somewhere around 30. I'm yeah. not a good guesser, you know, but yeah, I mean, just one big classroom and we were all just in the classroom. Oh, okay, okay. And there was no out on the water? Or any, it was all just classroom stuff, huh? Well, I, in the syllabus, it says that you are at least on a boat. Yeah. So I really expected to have hands on because I have to be touching. I learned that learn. way as well, yeah. Just sitting in its auditory, it, it literally goes in one and out the other. So I was a little disappointed about that, 
but they were very accommodating then and we had I had other options I was able to go into other classes move out of that course and get into other classes so that I felt like I was going to come away with at least some new knowledge or just supporting what I've already learned yeah gain gain at least something yeah if you're not getting exactly what you want at least like Cherry picking something yeah, out of there. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, and did and you I get a little bit of that? I, yeah. I did. I did. I absolutely was thrilled about today. We just, this professor from UConn was just awesome. His teaching style is phenomenal. The examples that he gave just brought it right home. So it had a place to sit, you know, and you could really relate to it. And I just really feel like I, I came away with some great information from him. It's because we're, we're heading south. Yeah, and yeah, the yeah. Gulf Stream and the the currents and the tides. I mean, because where where is Prima? Critical. Is it in Newport? She is home. She's oh, at, she's, she, up, she's up in well. Okay. Right now she's up in, in Maine. Lyman Morris on the hard getting a rudder. Oh, okay, fixed, okay, yeah. We have a little too much play. Right. So they took it off, fixed it, bearings. Now it's going to get put back on. I'm bring that mic real oh. close to you. Yeah, I know. I and, know. Don't um, worry. I have to remind people <laughs> all the time. Totally cool. Don't back up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So so we'll get that rudder back in in place and hopefully she'll get launched on friday and then we will get her back in the water and get her all packed up and ready to go and so the route from there you're gonna i'm assuming you guys are gonna do a little bit of coastal until you get further south yeah you know i mean um i'm not sure at this time of year that we're going to be going outside of Hatteras, I don't know with the Gulf Stream coming north, and it, it just it just depends, yeah. You know when we get down and and when it is, but yeah, we'll go outside obviously until we get down there, and then feel it out when we get there. Right, and right, right. It's it's a little rough going inside because our mast is sixty five feet, yeah, and the one bridge is sixty four or sixty four and a half, so we have to wait till really really low tide. And oh, then, that's so nerve-wracking. And then we yeah. go through backwards. Johnny puts the boat, ba- we go through backwards. So if we've got to move out quickly, he oh, just really? puts it in forward and we can move. And you can just bust but out. He, Interesting. He eyeballed it the first time and I thought, there is oh, no you can't, way. You can't tell. Oh, uh, well, he, he can, did, yeah, man. Well. And the little antenna, you know, that was it's just the top. We just hear ding, ding, <laughs> ding as we're going under the fridge. And the little like, VHF, we yeah. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when we were in Cocoa Beach, um, we went up the river up to Cocoa Village and there's a marina there, but you have to go under the two bridges. There's a 28, 528 bridge and then there's another bridge and it's the same thing. And the, you know, it was, we, we went through one backwards, came uh-huh. through it, he pirouetted the boat around and then we went because we knew we could make it underneath yeah, it yeah, and yeah. then went under the other. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. I don't even like going under bridges when I have like 20 feet of clearance. Oh yeah, no, it was literally the antennas dinging underneath the bridge. Wow. I mean, wow. yeah, no, no. Yeah, that's, that's. Yeah, but that's, he's a cowboy. Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> true, true, true. Well, and so where is the destination then? How far south? Well, we'd like to get south of Georgetown this year in the Bahamas. Oh, Last year we were down there, but we've never been to Concepcion. We've never been to, um, I get, what is it? Is it Long Island? There's Long Island. Yeah, Yeah, we've been to the others like Cat, Stocking, you know, but we really want to get a little further south. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's a good little adventure. I know, I know. It is tricky though to try and get down there if you're not, 
you know, I, I obviously do like the offshore route. Right. So if I were to take Sparrow and I wanted to go down to the Bahamas and I was in the Gulf of Maine, I would, well, now knowing, knowing what I know now after last year's trip, I probably would at least try and get down to like Hatteras and then probably wait for a good wither window to hop out and then go due south. So when you say hop out, how far out? Past the Gulf Stream and most of its eddies. So I'd, I'd probably go from Hatteras and look and see what the Gulf Stream's doing because it's always changing as well. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, just because, because I'm alone, the trickiest part is traffic. Yeah. And if there's traffic around, that means I can't sleep. So I'd rather go offshore. Now you guys have two people. Right. So that kind of opens up your options a little bit. Cause I, you know, inside, in between, in between, in between the Gulf Stream and the shore, you know, there's, there's a nice counter current that's right. flowing south and, you know, there's a lot of traffic in there, but it's manageable. With yeah. And that's what I was talking to, uh, talking about with this professor today was that, I mean, he was mentioning that the Gulf Stream is, can be 60 miles wide. Yeah. Oh right? yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a hundred so, miles wide. Yeah. So for Crazy. us to go east, to go across the Gulf Stream you and go, go down, way that's out. a whole day or yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Right. So this way, if we can just kind of hug the coast a bit and it's the, the two of us, mm-hmm. if there is traffic, I mean, we're both there to manage it all. Yeah. So I, that's likely what we will do because we don't usually prefer to go inside on the ICW. We would prefer to be outside. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know? the ICW, I, I, that thing as as convenient as it can be, mm-hmm. you know, if you really have to move the boat and the weather's bad outside, it's nice for sure. But I, even in Little Sparrow, well, especially in Little Sparrow, because it doesn't have really an autopilot. Yeah. So I have to steer that thing. And, yeah. you know, it's not a very comfortable boat to just stand there at the tiller. Right. Steering it away, you know, I can try with my little, I have a little tiller pilot, which is a hydraulic arm, Yeah. but it's, you know, I can't set it so that it'll do a really straight course in the ICW. I'm just constantly hitting buttons like a little more that way, that way. And for me, it's just a, it's, I like have a headache at the end of the day Yeah. because I have to focus so hard. It's not relaxing. It's not relaxing. Well, so I'm not. When we the last time we went down, we didn't leave until December fifth. We left from Annapolis on December fifth. Oh, okay, okay. So and it was cold. Winter, yeah, yeah. It was cold. Right. Um, we. That's when it's nice though to get if you do plan on going out, you get to that Gulf Stream. Now it's not cold. Well, anymore. it was interesting because we were in the Gulf Stream, and um, we were doing like two knots. Uh huh. Going Water south. Water was warm yeah. as crazy. Right. My hair was larger and than it's ever been because the humidity just blows it right up. 1980s style. Yeah, oh, totally. I was rocking it. And John always says to me, God, you can barely get through the companion way with that hair now. <laughs> but, I can imagine. Yeah, no, I said, I said, Johnny, I said, I think we're in the Gulf Stream, dude. He goes, nah, it's 100 miles offshore. I says, uh, I think we might want to rethink that. <laughs> but yeah, so, it, you know, it was always learning. You know, yeah, always yeah, yeah. learning. Um, we got to Charleston and they had a huge snowstorm. So the next morning we get out, come out of the companion way and the boat is just encased in ice, snow everywhere. So we shoveled out with a cereal bowl and a dustpan. Nice. <laughs> oh know? Lord. Love and, it. And left at three in the afternoon with everything still in ice. But w- at, once we got out in the salt, 
salt yeah, water and salt disappears. air, it was just gone. Still though. So, oh, it's cold. But yeah. Can so, imagine. so that's. Well, you I know, can't imagine. I don't. Actually. I'm not thrilled leaving late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it is cold and yucky, but you know, it is what it is. True. I just can't wait to get back on the boat and just get sailing again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's just been too long. What is it that uh, that you find so enthralling about being on a boat? Oh my god! I know it's a broad question, but <sighs> well, it is. Um, it's magic, you know. I mean, I don't know if it has anything to do with the fact that I'm a Pisces, you know, so I'm a fish, and um, but Ooh, right at home then. Yeah, I mean, exactly. <laughs> it's just in the water, but I, you just can connect with nature, and there's nobody around you. You know, you're out there by yourself. Um, the sunrises are just magic. The sunsets and you never miss them. Are be- and you don't. Somehow. And at night, the stars are just unbelievable. You know, probably my most amazing moment on the water was when we were in Penobscot Bay. And I think we were um, just outside of Belfast. Mm. And the night was so clear that it was like we were in the stars, oh, the, yeah, the yeah. heavens, the stars, the universe were reflected in the water. And so it was like nothing I've ever experienced. But it's just the solitude, the quiet, the reflection, the time, the thoughts, you know, this, these moments when you... You hear from the universe because the universe speaks because everything else is quiet. It's true. And That's I a good way to put it. I just yeah. love it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Give me more of it. <laughs> Give me more of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I will say that, you know, overnight's passages, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm aware of, you know, the hazards of that. Um, and I do love to see the sun come up in the morning. You know, yeah. I, I do love to see that sun come up in the morning. That's one of my favorites, yeah. that, that half light that yeah, slowly exactly. peels into the sky. Yeah. And, and it's not just because I love to see that, but to me, I have a little bit of relief. I feel like, okay, we made it through the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we made it through the night. There's, you know, we, you, know you can't see anything in the water at night and that's always like oh what's out there that i can't see oh i gave up you on know? that a long time ago I, holy know. cow well see i'm I, I would you have to tell me your trick then because sometimes i can kind of feel uh, i mean i don't let it like take over my thoughts a whole lot but but it is in there in the back of my mind but you do the best you can yeah I, well it's just can. it's one of those i think it comes from one from experience, you know, spending so much time out at sea and never seeing a single thing out there in the water yeah, besides, yeah. you know, the little things here and there, right, but nothing that right. could hurt the boat. Um, and then also just, I, I sort of think, well, if at night I can't see anything and I'm, I'm blindly peeling through this ocean yeah, and most of the time during the day, I'm just peeling through the ocean cause I'm doing something else. I'm yeah. cooking, I'm, I'm, you know, laying down, reading, whatever. I, there's very, I hate to even admit this, but there's very little time that I'm actually sitting there staring at where I'm exactly heading on a yeah, boat. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just one of those things you sort of have to put it out of your, out of your head. Well, I've thought about it, you yeah. know, at night and, and when those thoughts creep in, I always equate it to when you're, you're like in the woods alone mm-hmm. and you start thinking you, you're starting to hear something mm-hmm. and Oh, it's, it might be a bear or whatever. Right. And those thoughts don't do you any favors. They just wind no. you up. And so you no. just sort of 
push them right out, which is not the easiest thing sometimes, for sure. Well, I think that, you know, there is an amount of risk in life in general and in whatever we do. And so I calculate risk and it's what's worst case scenario and could I live with worst case scenario? And that's kind of how I calculate risk. And on the boat, we can manage a lot of things. There's a lot of things that we can do to sail safely. Yeah. Um, and so I think that we, we have a good amount of control over things. And there are, there are some things that we don't have any control over. But for the most part, for me, the risk is worth it. A hundred percent. You know, I want to invent, I want to be an adventurer. I want to engage this world and this life and lean into it 150%, you know, especially at my age now, you know, I've, I've been a daughter, I've been a, a wife, I've been a mother, I've been a nurse, you know, I've done everything that's taken care of everybody else all my life. And so this is the first time that I'm getting to go, oh, Bring it to me, world. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm in and let's do this, you know. So, no, I could not be happier. I am just so grateful to be able to doing what I'm doing right now. Ah, well, I really? applaud that. <laughs> it's, you know, really? it, it does take a little bit of um, sort of a, a leap of faith to take yeah. on some of those challenges because, yeah. yeah. you know, people romanticize the idea of going down to, you know, a place like the Bahamas and oh. going island hopping and stuff. But in, in reality, it's actually kind of a challenge to get down there. There's a lot of things that can happen along the way. Yeah, It takes yeah. a good amount of time and everything. Yeah. Um, but you definitely strike me as somebody who's well aware of the rewards. Oh, well, the rewards, yes. I mean, as I'm sitting here talking to you about it, I'm feeling what my body feels like when my shoulders are up around my ears and my valleys <laughs> are on and my hood's over my head and it's so cold in the boat, you know? So you need a nice cup of tea <laughs> or like coffee in your hand. It's like yeah, the yeah. only thing that warms you up, you know? And then, you know, you're peeling things off when, you know, when it's time to, you know, get these wet clothes off even if you've got your fallies on you know i've still been everything's still wet under yeah me, you oh know, yeah you know. Yeah, yeah i know um I know. but um yeah i, I would uh, you know bring it on let's do it again here we go very <laughs> cool and so well is the plan to spend basically the whole winter down there yeah we would like to get prima down to florida probably we'd like to get her down by thanksgiving which should not be a problem you yeah. know as long as our weather holds yeah you know yeah, yeah. Uh, works and does what we need and then we'll probably come home or spend the holidays with our family and okay. then head back down in january and get down to miami visit john's son and then head across and so we'll spend january february march april and probably start thinking maybe the end of april about heading back home Okay. Okay. And then I know in the past you did a straight shot from the Bahamas back to the Carolinas, the offshore, the long offshore passage. Yes. And, um, do you think, do you think after another season, cause I know the last time you went, you guys ran into some pretty bad thunderstorms, all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you think after another, you know, a whole season on the boat, you're going to be up for trying the offshore offshore passage again. Oh, oh gosh, yeah. yes, absolutely, yeah, nice. yeah, no, definitely. Um, 
the, that that issue that issue was there when we left the Bahamas. There, what? Well, it was an issue for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and that this is the whole thing. You know, you got two people on a boat, and especially when one is a. I mean, Johnny's been sailing for over fifty years. You know, I mean, he he's and I, and I, it's only been six years for me on and off because Prima was on the hard for a bit, you know, when she ran aground and we had to get the new keel. Yeah. So that muscle memory for me has not been what I would have liked it to have been and nowhere near John's experience. So for me, when we left the Bahamas, there was reported a storm. I, I think we talked about it. I'm not sure if we did though, but there was a storm that was reported that was going to be over in Florida, and we didn't know if it was going to go up the right side or the left side. It was a tro- could be a tropical storm, could be a hurricane. We weren't sure. Yeah. So we left, really not knowing where this storm was going. Right, right. And John felt very confident that you know it was not going to be an issue. And there was just one moment where, and I've I just really trusted a lot to him, but I've l- learned quite a bit over the last few years and so I've had my own thoughts about it and just said listen I need to know where the storm is I just I had to speak up and say I need to know where the storm is so he hailed a cargo ship captain nice <laughs> you know? yeah hey you know? he did not want to do it <laughs> <laughs> and he hailed his cargo ship captain and um he could not have been more wonderful yes captain what do you need oh it's a and network johnny out was there, like yeah. you know well we we heard there's a storm and we don't know where it is and we don't have any you know communication right now he says you know can you help us out he says let me get back to you and within minutes he came back and he said you're good that storm's out to sea you're i mean you know it's gone over on the west side of the of the state of Florida so don't worry about it you guys are good to go so once I knew yeah, that, that, I, that, I, that there wasn't this looming storm out there that could possibly you know hit us um, it was no big deal and a piece of cake yeah and go. Johnny would sleep in the settee in the cockpit I just set up my little cushion on the floor literally in the cockpit on the I've floor been there done and that and yeah. it was so cozy um, but it was cold you know, it was cold coming back. Oh, I'm sure. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, once we got in, it was, it was good. It was and where, great. where did you guys pull into? Is it Beaufort or Buford? How do we say it in North Carolina? North Carolina, that's Beaufort. Beaufort. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you pulled in right there. That's just yeah. about the place where my boat is. Yes. Yeah. I know that. Oh, yeah. Very cool. So we checked in there and, you know, I guess it was the Coast Guard that came aboard to make sure that we didn't bring anything in that we mm-hmm. couldn't have yeah you got clear customs yeah yeah must be done yeah. i've had to do that up in maine but you just use an app and they oh. basically tell you okay well we're not going to come on board your vessel welcome okay. back yeah yeah okay Sounds yeah good. you know what though fun fact when i went around the world i did not have to clear customs to get back in because i didn't stop anywhere oh my god yeah that's right. we checked too we checked with the coast guard to see oh, wow. and they were like yeah no you're good yeah no i um I'm just, I, I feel, I feel my, my skill level, I think is, is much better now. Mm-hmm. I know the boat, you know, I know Prima. And that's a huge part of it. Oh yeah. my God. I For mean, gaining I, confidence. I, I really, I know her. Um, and I just, you know, I, first time we went down, I really didn't know much at all. This time I, I'm. I definitely know her. I know the lines. I know. I mean, I just am very comfortable on the boat now. 
So I'm really looking forward to, to this trip. For me right now, as a, I don't know if this is of any interest at all, but sailing with another person on the boat is, um, is you know, relationally, um, your relationship can be awesome and wonderful and beautiful. Um, when it comes to sailing thoughts and ideas, mm-hmm. that's when things can get interesting. Oh, I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, I know you've sailed with people before. Yeah. But when you're doing long passages, it's probably been you alone most of the time. Uh, yeah, oh, I mean, you, in my early days, I used to do a lot of deliveries. Yeah, yeah. So but you'd you be, know. I'd be on there with, you know, two other people or five other people, depending on, you know, how big the boat was. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, you definitely, you know, you're you're in a contained small space you know even if you're on a hundred foot boat it doesn't feel like it's that big um and so you're yeah you're really having to work on that communal living situation well the the great thing is that you know john and i for whatever reason we operate the best we ever do on the boat better than even on land oh really oh Oh, that's cool interesting no it is 24 7 in that 45 feet and it is it's just great it's great. Yeah. What do you, do you have any idea of why that, what makes that situation? Cause I, I could just, I could imagine a lot of pitfalls in that where you have like a relationship dynamic, mm-hmm. but then when you're on a boat, you definitely have like, there's one person that's in charge of that boat making certain decisions. And that's just like, that's sort of the way it has to be. Cause when serious things happen, like a decision needs to be made. There's no time to, you know, sort of have a conversation, have a conversation and be like, well, but that's a rarity. See, there's a rarity when you have to make those crisis calls quickly that we can't talk about it for us anyway. Um, so for the most part, when you can dialogue and talk about how, what, what's the day going to look like? How do we want to go? How long do we want to take to get there? I mean, there's a lot of dialogue that we can have together that it's a shared, it's a shared journey. It's a shared experience. And when I can get that man away from land, so all he has is boat projects and not (laughs) houses and barns and docks and boathouses and cars and everything else that he has to maintain and manage it's just magic because it's just the boat and i'm 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 one of those i want to be in that engine i want to be checking the oil i want to be the strainer you know i i'm in i'm not just you're yeah oh, you're let me curious make, about let me, every I, I have little a cocktail. thing no i it's like you know let me check the bilge i mean i i want to be a part of prima and just make sure that she's got what she needs and she's running the way she needs to run so so we do that together and I love the fact that we do that together. And um, now I can, um, what's the word? You know, I, I know when things need to be done. So I can do, take care of things ahead of time. I don't need John anymore to say to me, you know, can you get the, you know, the, the sheet off there? Can you let out, you know, I mean, I'm yeah, on yeah, these yeah, things. Yeah. So we really do work as a team now. It's more of a struggle for him because he's not really sailed with someone else 
that wants to have a say that wants to do, or that has yeah, an opinion yeah. or that is a part of it. And so uh, it's probably been harder on him than, than me, but I have had to, as a woman sailing with an, a, a, a person, have had to learn how to find my voice on the boat. And that is what I think a lot of women really struggle with. It is something really hard for couples to sail together, to have a mutual respect for each other. Um, and that is something that we are really trying to do, to have that. And one of the things in the cruising world when it comes to education is you can't learn from your partner. No, definitely but, but not. That's I mean, sh- you're going to learn but some that's stuff. A shame. But that's a shame, you know, it's, but it's, it just is the norm. And so I think um, this is what I say to John. It's like, let's let's try to break that. Let's try to 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 have this energy about us that we can share this experience. We can be respectful of one another and um, just appreciate the differences that we bring to this dynamic and say, well, you're really good at that. So I can just go, oh, he's got this because he's so good at this. Or, you know, that I had this intuition on the boat. I feel things on the boat. I smell things. I, he- you know, I hear. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and I know you do as well, but sometimes women have this, this intuition, this sense that, that not all men do. So let's respect that and appreciate that. So when I say to Johnny, I feel this vibration in my feet right now that I don't normally feel when I'm standing here at the helm. And for him to respect that and say, okay, I respect the fact that she does this. So let me check this out. Let's go down the engine room. What's going on or what's happening. And that's where we're trying to get to that place where he, he can really appreciate and respect what I bring. Yeah. Even though I've only been doing this for six years you know, um, well, don't cut yourself short. I mean, that's, that's definitely, you've got a good amount of experience and definitely can add a huge amount to it. I mean, just the, the awareness factor. Yeah. Most, most people aren't in tune with what's going on on a boat much at all until Uh, there's something so obviously wrong. Yeah. And I mean, it's funny you say that vibration because there's so many times where, there'll just be the tiniest little something yeah. and it's like, Whoa, something's, something's off. And I, it drives me crazy a lot of times because it's some stupid little, it's 99% of the time is some stupid little thing that, you know, is just rattling cause it's right up against something now or every once in a while there'd be like one can of tuna yeah. that's just able to roll half an inch <laughs> I know, and it hits just the right spot. Right. And you hear ding, 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 oh. ding, ding. And it will, something. it'll do it like once every like 20 minutes and I'm yeah. <laughs> sitting on the boat trying to find where it's coming yeah. from because yeah. it's all fiberglass. Yeah. And- well, I think for me, you know, um, I, she, Prima, she's like, she's like a, my child. You know? I mean, I really, I just... I, I'm grateful for her. Like when I hear you talk about Mighty Sparrow, yeah, you know, yeah. you you so respect this boat and you see her as, she, you, you're sailing together. She's your partner. Oh, 100%. You yeah. are sailing together with Mighty Sparrow. And so I feel this way about Prima. And I, just like one of my children, 
I know when they're off or I know when they're, they, I need to wipe their mouth or I know when their hair <laughs> needs to be brushed, you know? So with Prima, I feel the same way about her. You know, I just, I want her to be well taken care of and I respect her. And, um, so when I, when I sense things, it's because I'm engaging her from the get go. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's, um, it's really a, a passion, a heartfelt passion. And um, I'm just so, so grateful to be able to be doing this at this time of my life. Yeah. You hey, know? Well, I, I, I mean, mean any time to yeah. do it. Yeah. But, but, but for but, sure but, but, now, but, when you can when you can kind of look at it from a more wise perspective. Um, Cause yeah, you go and do these things like in your twenties and you're like, oh, follow my dream and da, da, da. But to to look at it, you know, from later on in life. You definitely have a whole different appreciation, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, and I that's do. what I'm starting to sort of get into at this point. Yeah, and you know, my children, you know, because I've I've three ch- adult children, and they have spouses, and I have seven grandchildren. So that was really tough because I was always a grandmother that was like, I am going to be near my grandkids. Oh, right, right, They're right. They're going to be coming over to Lulu's house. And We're going to, you know, and now I'm like all over the world. So that was a real hard thing for me. Grammy's going down oh. to the to the Bahamas <laughs> on a boat. But you know what, though? That's awesome. I cannot tell you the influence this has been for my, for the women, my girls. Oh, I'm sure. My girls, yeah. you know, that that I get to sit with them and we get to talk about these things and about leaning into the unknown and leaning into fears and learning and being self-sufficient and being independent. And so it's, it's, I'm really grateful that I get to have these times with the girls, you know, and my daughters as well. Um, but I, I don't know why I feel inclined to go back to this thing with, um, uh, partners sailing together on a boat and particularly men and, and women. I, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I only say men and women cause that's the only dynamic that I, that I right, know right. and have yeah, partners are partners no matter yeah. what. But, um, my dynamic is, um, just that, um, I would really love to see couples be able to have a heart for one another when they're sailing. And when those hard moments come that there is an awareness that I love this woman when the commands are getting thrown out, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And when that's happening, that the woman is, can't take it personally. You cannot take those moments personally because that it just, those moments just happen. It's, you got to do this. You got to do it now. Yeah. And we cannot have a discussion about this, <laughs> you know? So, but those are rare moments. But, um, yeah, I think for John and I, that is really my, one of my focuses right now relationally on the boat is to really learn how to just have that, that beautiful care and love and appreciation that we get to do this together. Yeah. 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 Well, and I think you're spot on thinking as far as, you know, the cruising aspect of it and trying to figure out, you know, what, what each day is going to bring and all that. Yeah. It is when, you know, things do obviously change when you start to go like offshore and things Mm -hmm. like that, but Mm -hmm. still, you know, it it takes, it takes both people to make it an enjoyable and a safe environment. Yeah. And it can't all just be like the rule of the captain. I mean, it, in some ways it kind of always has to be like the buck stops there. Oh, absolutely. Because if, if things get out of control and then the boat sinks and people die, 
that's why those rules and that's why that hierarchy exists. Agreed. Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, it, w- my first passage, we were coming from Cape May and there was some weather. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, John felt, eh, I think we're going to, I think we'll be all right. Um, and we were going from Cape May to Block Island. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, as we moved along and we were kind of offshore of Long Island or somewhere up around New York area. We hit a nor'easter. Ooh, yeah, yeah. A nor'easter comes in, and not only do we get this nor'easter, but the other guy that was on board to help us crew, because I was just not prepared at the time to be crewing, uh-huh. um, was so seasick. Yeah, and sometimes he could do, incapacitated. Could do nothing. Yeah, could yeah. do nothing. So it was basically John, and then our fuel line clogged, so we had like half power on the engine. Mm-hmm. Um, seas were 12 to 15. Oof. Yeah. Raining, pouring. Um, the autopilot could, uh, the, couldn't handle it cause the seas were just too big. Were you just motoring so, at that point? What, motoring. To, yeah. yeah. Um, we had to go really far offshore because with the power, the half power that we had on the engine, he was really concerned that we were just going to get blown onto the shore. So we yeah, could yeah. far off. Right. And so, um, he had to hand steer for 18 hours. And so my job was to just basically, I mean, I don't think I, I didn't sleep for like three days because my job was basically to just let him sleep for 15, 20 minutes so that he could continue to do. Um, and I guess at that point, I'm not sure, I guess at that point, the, the auto, you know, pilot must've been able to handle the seas then because I was not at the helm right, and right. he was at least getting a few minutes to close his eyes. But yeah, that was that was my first trip. <laughs> and yeah, you know right. what? I didn't know any better and I trusted him a hundred percent. I was not worried one bit. Not for one second. Nice. Yeah, yeah not yeah. at all. So I guess ignorance is bliss. At sometimes, times. sometimes it is. And that was yes. a good time that it was. But um no, I mean we've 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 seen a few things. So um but still, yeah, I just can't wait to go. Nice. Well, I, I, (laughs) I'm, I'm definitely jealous. Uh, yeah, I think about, I mean, Sparrow is definitely a fine ship for sure, but, uh, Prima is on a whole different level as far as, uh, comfort and, um, speed and all that sort of stuff. So I imagine I can picture the boat and you guys anchored off some, you know, deserted beach down there and just enjoying, enjoying the view. First time I was in the berries. I, we were on anchor and no one was around, not a boat, not a person. And I remember standing there thinking, I cannot believe that I am standing on this planet and there is not another soul within sight. I can't hear anything. There's, I am, it's like you're alone on the planet. And it was, ah. Yeah. Incredible. Just, I mean, I, I got goosebumps just thinking about it right now, you know? I know, I know, um, and, right? And so, yeah. So um, maybe you'll come sail with us. Yeah, who knows? I maybe. mean, I'll you're going to be in Maine in November, so. Yeah, who knows? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> oh, do a little delivery. We I, would love to have you on the boat with us. That you is. Uh, always welcome. That's definitely one of the things i'm i'm trying to figure out you know because there's going to be a lot of boats headed down to the islands and stuff like that and you know i used to do a lot of the deliveries and such um but i you know what i i think what i would look for right now are 
people that have a boat that want to go out, you know, do the offshore passage from say like the Carolinas to Bermuda, Bermuda straight down to the islands. And, and they're looking for someone just to not necessarily captain the boat, but just sort of be there as sort of a confidence builder. And then also as someone who can, you know, give them sort of the knowledge. Cause when I got paid, uh, to come on that boat as a consultant, um, just before the summer, that was sort of an eye opener. It was really cool to have people who just wanted me to sort of fast track a lot of experience on said boat, yeah. uh, for just, you know, five, six days. And I don't know, I mean, maybe I lucked out cause they were such a, a wonderful couple and we just had a great time. Um, I mean, that, there's a, there, there, that's one of the things that we were talking about at this university, that uh, there are couples and individuals who are doing what, it's coaching. Yeah, they yeah, are, yeah. They're getting hired as coaches, you know, and mm-hmm. it's not just on the boat. It's like if you've got a problem, you call your coach, and they are walking them through these problems that they're having when they're on the boat, like one of their couples that they're coaching they demasted oh wow yeah talk about and a troubleshooting so, exactly. that's, a, that's a call they called him Jeez. right away and it was like okay so the guy said just can you does your phone work can you send me a video can you show me what's going on you know and he was able to um somehow communicate with him but i don't know that he could get a video off to him but uh-huh. he talked him through here's what you need to do get this done and the couple just did it and then they were able to motor to where they needed to go. But there's a there that is definitely a very viable thing right now, especially at this university that I was at. There are so many newbies. I mean, most of the people that were there today, a lot of them don't even have a boat yet. They're, yeah, they're looking to buy a boat, but they're they're right now just learning how to do this. And so having a coach that they can call if there's a problem mm-hmm. or the, and they'll talk them through it or they will sail with them. Yeah. yeah. There's some opportunity out there maybe, you know. Well, because, you know, I mean, like I said, I, I did a lot of deliveries early on and yeah. it was sort of how I cut my teeth sort of out in the ocean. Um, but now I'm, I'm definitely more interested in sort of sharing the knowledge and sharing the experience with people who are looking to, you know, further their abilities. And it's basically people that want to venture offshore. They they dream about it and whether or not it works out for them or not, as far as do they like it? Because that's one, that's one thing that uh, I always try to make sure people really understand that the offshore world is not like being at anchor on a beach. The oh offshore world can God. be very demanding. It can be very ugly, oh, yeah. scary, dangerous. But it can yeah. also, like you were saying, I mean, one of my favorite things is to get out, you know, hundreds of miles offshore and you're all alone and you get the most beautiful sunset yes. on a calm evening and or you sail through the night on like right. light winds, but everything's quiet. I mean, there's yeah nothing yeah. quite like it. And you hear the sound off the bow, the water, you know, that sh- Oh, yeah. Sh- you know, is it just moving through the water? I know. It's magic. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. <laughs> I still remember there was one time, I, I think I was way down, headed towards like Cape Horn, and it wasn't too, too rough by any means, but I remember the moon coming up, and it was a crescent moon. It was super orange, but just the two peaks of the crescent came up first. <gasps> And oh I remember looking at God. and not knowing yeah, what, what I was looking was. at all. Yeah. I was like, is that a ship? I hadn't seen a ship in, I don't know, almost 
two and a half months or something. Mm-hmm. And I, I will never forget that moonrise. There's so many like images that, that are in my head that I think are just burnt in because they're, they're so unique out there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah. I don't know, maybe it's because there isn't really anything else going on. So you're so yeah. connected to that moment. Yeah. Um, cause I, obviously we go through all these distractions here on land, but well, and it's very spiritual. Oh, absolutely. It's very, very spiritual. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, I'm, I've always been such a seeker, you know, mm-hmm. and um, to engage, you know, that beauty like that, uh, it's, there's no seeking. You're in it. You're in it. Yeah, you just have to. <laughs> You're in it. Sort of pay attention. You, know, you are exactly. Give you yourself are, over you, to it in a lot of ways. 100%. Yeah. And, and there's these revelations that come. Um, there's understandings that come, there's just, it's just such, you put yourself in a place that is, like you said, no distractions. Mm -hmm. So you, your vision is different. Your heart is open. Your mind is open. And so, yeah, I try to, uh, make, well, I, I get that question a lot of like, don't you get bored out there by yourself? Um, and I think my, one of the toughest answers to ever really make people understand is how that world can make you feel, um, about something as simple or maybe as, as boring in everyday life as, you know, a nice bright sunny day with, with beautiful waves. But out there when you're immersed in it, it's, it's this, it's like this high input, I always called it low level input brain. That's sort of the sense that I, you know, you get away from the screens, you get away from all the distraction, all the noise of our world. You get out there into this very basic, you know, sea and sky and clouds and waves and the boat. And after that, after enough time, your brain sort of slows way down so that when you see a scene like that, you're taking everything in, but you're not like, okay, I'm done with that. What's next? It's like, whoa, let's just really take this in. So it like really slows down. Well, yeah, for me as well, it's, we are one with it. We are all created from the same thing. Okay. The water, the minerals, we're stardust. We are the same thing. Supernova debris. Exactly. (laughs) And so you, I think at that time you, I mean, you almost like when you're sailing, you know, and you've got the rhythm of the boat and you're on the water, you are literally connected to the, the, the universal oneness that we all, we're, we are create everything. We're yeah, all the same. Yeah, yeah. And so that, I think that to me is probably the thing that is moving my heart the most right now is really having an awareness that we are all connected all of us, everything, we are connected. We are not just these isolated little individuals, even though we have our individual lives, that we are we are connected and we have all been birthed from um, um, a legacy and uh, ancestors, ancestors, it's come out of love. It's all come from, I was birthed, you were birthed out of love, your ancestors are birthed out of love and what is the universe? It's love. And so to me, it's just powerful. It's just powerful. And I'm standing in the middle of it. Yeah, there you <laughs> you know? go. And all this yeah, beauty yeah. around us. <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I, 
it is like you said it, it you could see it as some i could see how people would think it's boring but no that's when you get your book out get to read a beautiful story as you're just sailing away i mean yeah well and that's the funny i always tell people the highest highest input like or the most input at one time that i get is when i'm reading a book yeah. and they're like a i know book. i know oh yes because i know when you you had your books that you were so looking forward to reading when oh, you I were know. heading to ruined. the Azores and then when you got knocked down all those books got what ruined or in the water a lot of was them all did well they got like salt water on them and a lot of food and egg oh, egg whites I and know. stuff yeah, and all, egg all your like, eggs got all cracked like, like glue it's crazy oh. yeah. well so i know yeah, well. Ah, well, this has been fun. I, I, I hopefully maybe we'll be able to meet up at some point and uh, maybe on your travels south, depending on how long it takes to get down to like Miami. We could do like a mid a mid trip pod. See how things are going. See yes. if you still have a positive mental attitude towards it. Well, I would love <laughs> to do that. See if things have fallen apart. No. Well, to be I'm, continued. I have a lot of faith uh, in... Uh, in your resilience and, yeah. and sort of, you know, having, having that sort of mindset. And I know that you've been through enough experiences on a boat. So the whole romantic idea of it is not something it's not pulled. It's, it's curtain over your eyes. Like, you know, that it's, it's not all just oh. like dolphins and rainbows and, oh, and all that. No, but th- when those moments happen, when the dolphins, yes. are there, those, those are the moments and that enable me to be standing at the helm in my valleys yeah, when yeah, it's exactly, freezing cold right? because mm-hmm. I know that's going to end. Well, one of the things I keep sort of preaching on about in this new um, presentation is the fact that not only are those times good, but they get amplified in their greatness yeah. by going through a bunch of misery to get to them. Yeah. And so, you know, Oh, you got yeah. it's it's a lot about just perspective and how you're looking at something but if you can get through that two weeks of really nasty conditions and it's cold and it's gray and it's miserable on the other end of that you're gonna find something yeah. really special Without and it's doubt. gonna be so much better it's why we do it it's why we do it it's why we do it there we go <laughs> well thank you Kim for coming on now I think it's time uh, to go get some food but uh, my pleasure that was a lot of fun good insight and yeah I look forward to yeah. sitting down with you again well you know how much we love you really we really do and we're just so thrilled to share life together in the in the moments when we can I know yeah, right it's between, few and far between right? but hey, I know, you know but what? we do it so anytime is a good time well thank you oh uh, you're welcome my pleasure <laughs>